head at six feet tall, 215 pounds of gas bomb. Family smoke, St. Louis, smoke, by way of the Ohio State University. And now, Hollywood, California, the CEO of the world's most dangerous website, BSO. It's the headline game. Welcome. Ja Wick is back. Ja Wick is back. What have I told you guys over the years? Pretty much believe nothing that you see on television. Pretty much every apology that you ever see from anybody, especially after they get caught, is not a sincere apology. It's all PR. Everything is public relations. Nine times out of ten, the person never changes. They are who they are at that point. So when I saw Ja Morant out there with uh, Jalen Rose, and you know, Jalen Rose at ESPN was trying to give him a, a soft landing. When I saw that he went to rehab or whatever, he went counseling for a couple of days, I knew it was all fake. I had heard stories that as soon as he got back on the court, he was doing the exact same thing he was doing before. You see, it. I've had people tell me just as soon as the, the Grizzlies were eliminated, he's back doing the exact same things he was doing before. And, and let, me t- let me say this. It's not that those things are illegal and that you can't do them. Ja's problem is the same problem that a lot of these rappers have. Like, he has to show people that he's doing it. That's the problem. It's not the doing, it's the showing. It's the showing out. You you know how many NBA players are rolling around with guns? A lot. You know how many NBA NBA players are getting drunk at the club? A lot. You know how many NBA players are Smoking the, or doing cocaine and all this drugs and stuff. A lot. Just not on camera. That That's the only difference. You know, LeBron could get on Instagram and dance to NBA young boy, but you ain't going to see him doing it with, with, his, with his gun. You're not going to see him out in a situation where he's not dictating who can videotape him or take pictures. That's all it is. It's not what you're doing is illegal. You're doing pretty much what every young NBA player does with money. But you're just stupid <laughs> in, in, in how you're moving. You know, you're, you're threatening little kids. You're running up to the school. You're running up to the mall. You're doing things that you're showing. You know, if your mom is getting harassed, at the mall and she don't like the foot locker guy. There's a way to handle that without you running up to the mall 10 deep. If a kid is giving you the business at a pickup game, there's a way to handle that without, you know, pulling out the heater. You know, if your sister is, is getting into it in high school, that there's a way to handle that than coming up there with the goons. You're the moneymaker. 
you're the one that is taking care of everybody. You have to be protected at all costs. And you also have to realize that some of your people that you're taking care of, you know, do they really care about you? Or do they just care about the fact that when they walk in the club with Ja Morant, they all get in for free. They all get to drink for free. They all get to IG models that, you know, you know, only one IG model can get Ja, but the rest have to, you know, take the leftovers. So, see, that's what I'm saying. There was, there was a conversation on, well, you know, white people walking around with their guns all the time. Of course. <laughs> Life is about double standards. Okay? The, 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 the thing about double standards is you can complain about them, but that doesn't change them. If I get my house appraised today, right, and my neighbor, who has the same square footage as I do, we live right next door to each other, same garage, same number of bedrooms, same number of bathrooms, even though my backyard is done and his isn't, he probably get a higher valuation on his, on his property. Like, I know that off back. I remember when when they were when I was trying to buy the house and they was doing the appraising. I, I got me somebody. I got somebody Asian <laughs> to do my appraisal. Do something different. I need to, I need somebody that you know. I can't trust just a white person coming here to do this. Yeah, double standards are real. So yeah, young black men can't you know be running around flashing guns when they play in the NBA. Of course not. Doesn't matter if it's legal or anything. The thing is, if you're a Republican, you, you, see, you just got to think about who you're representing. See, if you're a Republican and you do that, that's your fan base. That's that's who is voting for you. You're catering to the people that like you. Now, what Jai is doing, he, he is catering to a certain set of people. But that's not the set of people that the NBA wants him to cater to. That's not the set of people that Pyrade wants to wants him to, to or his advertisers and sponsors want him to cater to. And I, I said this on Twitter. Uh, you know, Trap, I had never heard of this guy, Trap Lord Ross. But they had did this big documentary on King Von, calling King Von a, a serial killer. Now, I don't know if King Von was a serial killer or not. That's not for me to say. But I will say this from watching the documentary. Uh, these young rappers and young kids... Uh, they do a lot of self-snitching on social media, specifically uh, Instagram Live. And as I watched a couple of more of his videos about some rappers that ended up getting like shot and killed or injured, uh, a lot of it had to do with just the fact that they just could not stop talking <laughs> on social media. They just could not stop talking on Instagram. They could not stop confessing to, to crimes and confessing to threats and all of this stuff. And if you go back to John Morant's uh, Instagram when he was like 12, you can see that's where his influence is, is coming from. He's the typical, you know, suburban kid that wants to be gangster. Normally we see that out of white people, white kids, but he's the, he's the, the typical kid that grew up in a nice thing that, that has been influenced by music and culture. It, you know, I think his whole lifestyle would be different if he was drafted, you know, by Denver. <laughs> you know, he's drafted in Memphis. He gets in that culture, and all of a sudden, he feels like he has to act a certain way for some reason that I don't know why. 
But that's just that's just all it is. That's that's just all it is. Yeah. So the problem is not that he was, you know. Some people say, well, maybe his friends are the problem. They always recording, but in this particular instance, you know, yeah, you know, maybe like there shouldn't be so much recording, but it's not like. His boy told him to pull out the heater while he was recording. He saw his boy recording and pulled it out anyway, which makes me think that there may be some alcohol issues. Because you, you make stupid decisions like that when you're drunk. Honestly, I was more concerned about the way they were driving. You know what I'm saying? I was concerned about how they were driving. Seriously. I was concerned they were going to get in an accident. But... Probably gonna get suspended. Just, just he's gonna get suspended. Not so much for doing it. He's gonna get suspended because he he went to Adam Silver. He went to the Grizzlies and said, "Ah, you know, I understand. I got to do better. I got to show." And then, you know, they just do it again. It's like a, you know, it's like you're on probation for something, and you know, you tell the court, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna smoke weed. I'm not gonna smack anybody around again. And then, you know, two weeks later, you're caught smoking weed and smacking somebody around. You know, when you do that, you know, yeah, it's going to be a harsher punishment than the first time. Somebody, you know, kind of let them off the hook the first time. Because once again, wasn't doing anything illegal. They didn't charge them with anything criminal. Say, look, man, here's, here's, you know, eight games. You already set out a few. Get your head together. Come back. And he just, you know, went out and did it again. But it potentially cost himself $40 million extra that he could have made. Now, the good thing about NBA contracts that are guaranteed you know, I don't like they're not gonna cut John ja Morant. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's still gonna get his money. The, my my concern is not that people are these ways. It's not really my concern. Just the way NBA contracts. You know, even if he's, I mean, when you get a, a super max or whatever, you got the max, a hundred million dollars, hundred eighty million dollars or whatever. It, you know, even if he suspended half the season, he's still gonna be alright financially. My concern is sometimes when you're doing these things so publicly and you're making such type of proclamations publicly, you run into the, and you're out here with your goons and stuff like that, it only takes one altercation and one person to be like, you know, something, I, you know, I carry that heat too for, for you to, you know, be on the t-shirt. That's really my concern. You keep running up on people, you keep, you know, doing what you're doing, uh, somebody is not going to back down, and then that's going to be a problem, especially where he's at. The, you know, these these people don't have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose, and we've seen it a hundred times. They'll kill you right on your block, star or not, no matter what you're doing for the community. So I, I that's why I think you should take it down or not. You start pointing, you know, pistols and you start talking trash and you beating up people. Um, they'll catch you and they don't care who you are. So that's what he needs to be careful about. I just want to talk about the Warriors for a second. Got bounced out by the the Lakers. You kind of saw it coming. That, that year was up and down ever since Draymond punched uh, Jordan Poole. These are interesting situations because they have something that's unique in the NBA these days. They have legitimate Hall of Famers or Hall of Fame caliber players 
that have been with the organization for more than 10 years. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Normally, you know, these guys get drafted, and, you know, they're like Kevin Durant. By the time they're in their 30s, you know, they've already been two, three teams. You know, you get that first, like, seven years or so with the team that drafted you. But then after that, normally it's a lot of team hopping. Like, I'm curious to see what happens with your Giannis's and your Jason uh, Tatum's and Jalen Brown's. You know, some of these younger guys that have been with the team, you know, since they started. Are they going to end up like Steph, Clay, and Draymond? Or, you know, they're going to start doing some hopping? You know, like, is he Jokic? You know, let's say he does win a championship. Is he going to do some hopping? Because after that seven-year mark is when they start, you know, I want to be traded. You know, Anthony Davis, I want out of here. You know, so you have to see. So having Steph, Clay, and Draymond for, for a long period of time, there's a kind of a sense of, of loyalty there. Now, Steph is never never going to play for anybody else. He's going to play for them uh, until the end, until <laughs> uh, he either retires or something like that. So that that's kind of set in stone. But, then, you know, you have Draymond and you have Clay. And I think initially people were like, well, you know, Draymond is not really a max type of player. Let's get him the hell out of here. But, but if you actually watched um, the late, excuse me, you watched the Warriors the entire year, uh, you would know that it's probably Clay that needs to go. Now, I don't know if Clay uh, will go, and I have no problem with Clay staying, but if they were trying to trade someone or, or replace someone uh, that could give them a better shot going forward, I don't think necessarily Draymond, who still is kind of the backbone of their defense, and, and when motivated, you can tell he's, he's, he's a, still a good defensive Blair made all defensive team, and you can see why. He's undersized, but he still is out there making, you know, plays when he keeps his, you know, head on straight, you know, regardless of the podcast and his irrational love for LeBron. Um, he's still good at what he does, and, and I do think that there's some value to that on the Warriors and also on other teams, but... Uh, it's just not at you know forty million dollars a year. It just has to be reasonable about that. It's just with Clay, you know, I you know, I just don't know. I just uh, that, you know, salute to him for coming back from two devastating injuries, um, playing at times at a high level, but those times are becoming few and far between. It's like before you have a bad game and you know three good games in a row. Now it's kind of like the opposite. Like, you have one game where you're like, okay, that's Clay. That's the Clay that I remember. But then you have five games that are utterly awful. They're terrible. Um, and they're just not good. And, unfortunately for him, um, he can't just rely on his defense anymore because he just doesn't have the legs for it. So I think if you were going to get rid of one player, it would be Clay. If you had to choose between the two. Now, there are no other reports that they want to try to run it back. Um, hopefully, the whole thing with, like, Jordan Poole getting punched in the jaw and they can get past that and maybe get off to a little bit better start uh, next season. Um, I don't think the – well, you know, I don't think the dynasty is over. Like, they – because, I mean, as long as they have Steph, um, they have other talented players. They got to the second round of the playoffs. 
you know, he took the Lakers to six games. I mean, it's 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 not like they fell off the map. You know what I mean? I mean, people thought the dynasty was over when KD left, and they still won a championship without Kevin Durant, like we talked about in the last podcast. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I think I think it's time for Clay to go. Dep- and like I said, it depends on you know what he wants financially. You know, if they can make it work out financially, he can stay, but uh, may have to have a reduced role. They really have some thinking of how they want to construct. They wasted the number two pick on Wiseman, and it's not even so much it was you just wasted it. If you you make that pick, Lamelo Ball, you just never know where you might be right now. Maybe you wouldn't have to pay. You wouldn't have to pay Jordan Poole. There would have been obviously less stress. On staff, it's a lot of different things. You just kind of wasted a pick. Can't waste number two picks, no matter how good uh, you are. That's supposed to if you get the number two pick and you're already as good as the Warriors are, you're supposed to. That's supposed to be a slam, you know, dunk. No pun um, intended. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to Headlines with Robin Natal on all of your podcasting networks. Check out the site, blacksportsonline.com, for all the topics that we talked about today. You can follow me on Twitter at BSO, Instagram, and YouTube, BSOTV. You can check me out on TikTok. Robin Littell BSO and be sure to like our Facebook page Black Sports Online and for all of you that's been rocking with me for almost 20 years now with Dollar Nares for life